Hi everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Nanobot Rock Mixtape. This week we discuss Chuck Mangione, The Year That Shall Not Be Named, Pick It Up Ska in the 90s, not a sponsor, Bad Time Records, not a sponsor, and Ska Boom, an American Ska and Reggae Oral History by Mark Wasserman, not a sponsor. You're kind of seeing a theme here. Music this week, Jeff Rosenstock's Leave It in the Ska, 1984 by Papa Roscoe, Some Nights from Half Past Two, Bad Operations Kinda Together, and Cat Bites Horizontal Aggression. This is the Ska episode of the Nanobot Rock Mixtape. I got a bone to pick with you before we start talking about this themed episode of the Nanobot Rock Mixtape, Clay. Uh-oh. It has nothing to do with the theme of this particular episode. Why did you send me Chuck Mangione? <laughs> you just randomly send me a link to a Chuck Mangione song. Why not? So, Everybody needs a little Chuck Mangione in their life. It must be a Texas... So, you've seen... No, no, King no, 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 no. Okay, You okay. live in Texas. You, no. Um, full... You you really want you really want the the entire Chuck Mangione story? The people deserve to know. Well, uh, I was listening to another podcast, as you do. So the show that I was listening to, they have a, I, I think just because law of the laws of averages, like they talk about so many random, like names in TV, music, and movies that like they will mention somebody, and then like the next week that person's dead. So like they think that they're they're like the podcast has a curse, but I think oh God. It's, it's just that they see this is why I'm not sure I wanted to take it this direction. <laughs> uh, well, this got but dark they, they real were, quick. They were talking about it, and then they they just started joking joking around talking about you know Chuck Mangione, and like well he's is he's alive right? And then you know somebody's like well if he is he won't be after this week's episode, but they were talking about. And maybe this will be a great topic for another future episode. What they were talking about was that it's been like, do you remember the time when instrumentals would actually be like top 40 hits? Looking at you, Kenny G. That's a good example. But because I think, well, yeah, no, uh, I, I think, I well, you. I think outside of uh, the Harlem Shake, he's the most con- contemporary uh, person to have hit the, the top 40 single, which was what, like 25 years ago at this point. Very contemporary. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But like in the in the 70s and 80s, I mean, you had like the Star Wars Cantina theme was big, or uh, oh, sorry, um, the Mission Impossible theme was was the most recent one. Uh, when um, God, now I'm blanking on their names. Those two dudes from U2 did it. Limp Biscuit. They no, they did not do an instrumental version. No, they did a really weird Mission Impossible 2. I know why you want to hate me. (laughs) Just like that. Thank you, Fred Durst. Yeah. Uh, No, but then they were talking about, yeah, uh, Chariots of Fire. uh, Apparently it's all like, um, apparently it's all movie scores that would hit it. Or the Axel Axel Foley theme. What about Yellow's Oh Yeah? Well, I guess that's not entirely instrumental. Never mind. The moon beautiful. 
I just learned recently, man, we could, we're just going to go off on, uh, no, we, okay. Learn it. But, but the Chuck Mangione just, I, I get this random text. And no. Like, and okay. So to finish the Chuck Mangione thing, the, they kept, they te- kept talking about him and then they were talking about feel so good is feel so good. Right. Yeah. We'll, yeah. We'll they were talking it. about feel so good. And then I am just, I'm kind of scrolling through social media the next day. And one of my friends posted that song. And so it was just like, I I haven't heard Chuck Mangione's name in ever. And you didn't watch King of the Hill? He lived in the the ceiling of the, whatever that supermarket is in King of the Hill. You live no. in Texas, isn't like, don't you get the box set when you move there? <laughs> Huddled, hate you, Bobby. Welcome to Texas. <laughs> no, I, if, if I saw one of those episodes, I do not remember it. Um, it's that that does remind me though of uh duke ellington living in the attic duke ellington's ghost living in the attic of uh, big mouth which is also great <laughs> but um no and then it was like two two days within a two-day span like i'm, I'm catching this on you know like multiple fronts it, it's just it was the whole bader meinhoff phenomena in full effect where you never hear of a thing and then all of a sudden like the the red truck thing yeah the, you you never see a yellow you never see a yellow Volkswagen Beetle and then somebody says it and then all you see are yellow Volkswagen Beetles so it was just in your dreams it was uh yeah Chuck Mangione Bader Meinhof effect go, going it was it was something else so that's why I shared it with you is because I needed to I I needed to um it's like the ring you know you need to make somebody else watch the watch the video in order to get it to to stop manifesting itself. Oh God, who do I send Flugelhorn to? See, I thought you were going to like tell me that you were, you were picking up a new hobby and, and I will now play the Flugelhorn. Eat your heart out, Chuck Mangio. And as of this recording, we can confidently, well, according to the internet confidently, which take that for what it is, state that uh, Chuck Chuck Mangione is alive and well and with us. Uh, We wish him nothing but the best and good health and many more years of flugelhorning. Flugeling? Flugel? Flugeling? Flugelering? But horns. But horns. Uh, No, so Uh, now I've moved on to uh, Dieter Meyer, who is, you know... No, I don't know. He's... Okay, so this is... (laughs) Dieter Meyer is one half of the band Yellow, the, the song you were just singing. Oh, Dieter Meyer. I got you. Okay. Dieter Meyer. Yeah, you Swiss say, musician. You got to say it like Swiss. you're Swiss, although I'm Dieter probably not Meyer. saying it like I'm Swiss. But when you say it all together, it's like Dieter Meyer. Dieter like, Meyer. What, what's a Dieter Meyer? I thought that was like but, a I mean, conceptual just, flugelhorn. Just just learning about uh, him. He's, I mean, the, the dude's like, yes, he did that. He did that song from Ferris Bueller. But apparently, also he was like a, a a banker, a millionaire, like a professional gambler. Uh, he bought. You could tell I'm reading this off of Wikipedia when I'm using the word hectares. But he bought 2,200 hectares of land in Argentina, where he has oh, a. Oh yeah. <laughs> so he's like this, like this giant enterprising businessman who who wrote a song that was in Ferris Bueller. I think it was also didn't didn't they do the entire score for uh, Secret of My Success, and then it was also I, in a Twix commercial. I, I'm gonna have to take your word on that one, but I, I just want to point out, like, if you want to completely rework 
the cool that you thought that song was, Google Dieter Meyer and look at pictures of him and then listen to that song. And all of a sudden that song becomes something completely different. And I absolutely love it. You never watched the video? No, I never did. I don't know. Oh. No. Well, you, sir, are missing out. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to check it out now. Just pause for a minute. I'm. I'll. I'll wait. No, I don't want to pause. I'm good. We'll. We'll leave it to the imagination. I'll check it out later because I want to get back to whether or not Dieter Meyer plays the flugelhorn. I think that's the important question on everybody's mind. He's Swiss. I. You know. D- they, don't. They, you're. You're. <laughs> does Dieter Meyer play flugelhorn? Find out next time on the Nanobot Rock mixtape. I'm taking notes. <laughs> Dieter Meyer's flugelhorn. The, I, I, I did not know that about Dieter Meyer, and now I'm, I'm thoroughly interested in learning more, more about the gentleman. Not the flugelhorn part, but the entrepreneurial ship of creating this, this iconic song that, to a degree, almost encapsulates an entire decade and generation of sound with a ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-
a few years back, I'm going to just say it was after 2015 and before 2017. So you can kind of chronologically put your mind back in that mindset. I came to this just driving desire to want another punk and or ska resurgence. I felt like there was a -hmm. lot of built up emotion. There was a lot of conflicting ideas that 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 needed to come out in a healthy but productive way which is what we saw with punk which is what we saw with the ska revolutions that happened i mean all the way back from in jamaica when it was this out and they they used to you know the rude boys and and they would play this music and they would just have these impromptu concerts in jamaica and then it was picked up and it and ended up in in the uk and you had this this little known two-tone band that uh that some some may have heard of i don't know it's it's entirely up to you but uh the specials you may or may not know who they are um they heard of them they might have they were uh oh wait they were on the gross point blank soundtrack exactly yes Uh, they had a message for rudy somewhere in there i'm not sure he can't fail he cannot fail he can only succeed but you know horace panther the specials they 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 really they arced so much and and we could spend an entire hour just talking about how second wave and then third wave came about and we could break that all down um i for those who want kind of a crash course in ska history there is a review on nanobotrock.com of pick it up ska in the 90s and we talk about what an important documentary it is and just how awesome it is. Um, I'd highly recommend you check it out. Check out the documentary. You can get it on Blu-ray. It's online. You could stream it. Super, super cool documentary, but it, it gives a rundown on the history of ska briefly in the beginning as well, before it launches into, you know, the mighty, mighty Boston's real big fish, less than Jake. And this little Californian band called no doubt before she married a country singer, apparently. And that's her new thing. Looking at you, Gwen. Uh, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, there's a, there's a path we could go down, but anyway, so, uh, <laughs> but but what I wanted to what I wanted to say is that the specials first came to North America in 1980, and from that point, it just kind of it it picked up, uh, pick it up, pick it up, and it it became it it evolved into this third wave eventually in the 90s. It it probably hit its perceived peak. Well, and I think that part of the problem of that is uh, then you kind of get into the whole paradox of Scott. And I think that is why when whenever this event that happened between, you know, December of 2015 and in January of 2017, well, actually, I'll even I'll even fast forward a little bit February of 2017, because you really didn't want to book in that sucker (laughs) that, uh, you know, talking about, well, let's let's bring back Scott. And I think to the to the to the person looking on the surface of it, uh, and this was the time that I, I had shared a, a tweet about basically the sum of it was like punk is the world is messed up and I'm upset. Emo is the world's upset, upset and I'm sad. Goth is the world is upset but there's beauty. And then the, their joke was was ska was the world is messed up but I have a trumpet. And that joke is is so tethered to the mainstream emergence of ska and like like you talked about 
and I don't even think people think No Doubt as a ska band, but just, you know. I don't think the, No Doubt thinks of No Doubt as a ska band. Anymore, but. but in the early, in the early Orange County 90s days, yes, they were. But again, that's another, that's another episode. Tune in for hour three on that one. <laughs> uh, yes, like Mighty My Boston's had commercial success with the impression that I get. And then you talked about Less Than Jake and, you know, you could talk about Dancehall Crashers, anything like that. But then there is that band that is the punchline for this, which is Real Big Fish. (laughs) And while I had that album, because yes, Ska, I I grew up in the 90s. So anything that was in the musical zeitgeist of that time, I was all about. So just... What I what I always referred to as ska in the in the '90s was it was like it was uh, it was punk music for the band nerds because it's like yes I can really rock to this but oh there's like actually like a melody from a tr- from a trombone coming this is awesome but then the yes ska blew up but what everyone remembers is that dude from Real Big Fish with a Hawaiian shirt and the big old you know mutton shop sideburns and just a bunch of white dudes acting funny in a picture. And there's so much more to the genre than that. And you touched on it with a lot of the or- origins of ska in, in Jamaica and, you know, two-tone records in the in the 70s with the specials. And the reason it was called two-tone is because you had, you know, white and black people coming together to make this amazing music to fight racism and, you know, authoritarianism, whether in, uh, it you know, primarily in the UK, but then, you know, bleeding over here. So there was always this kind of punk element to it. And I think bands like uh, the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones in the in the early days adopted a lot of that, but then it became what it did in the third wave. And I'm trying not to make it sound like the third wave was just this know-nothing poppy garbage. It wasn't, but I think it the, the, the original intent has kind of tapered off well but you and I, you got to go back real quick because there there Take is one back, core Greg. there is one core narrative to ska that even when you get into third wave and you get into the fact that there were a bunch of young kids and and you pointed to it uh but band nerds basically there was this punk thing happening and all these kids that were in band that were playing trumpet and trombone and things like that. And they're like, wait a minute, we can play outside of high school. We can play in a band. Well, I know how to play the trumpet and these guys have a punk band. So let's, let's create some melodies together. And all of a sudden there's a horn section with a punk band. And there are these young naive kids that these record executives come over to and go, Hey, let's sell some records, but here's what you got to do. So they're like, yeah, let's just have fun. And they created this thing that became third wave, but at the core of third wave, at the core of the two-tone idea and everything, is that ska is all-inclusive. Yes, it fights racism and it's got narrative and things like this and authoritarianism and all this other other things that are that are absolutely at the core of ska, but on the whole, ska is all-welcoming. And you could dress in the the sky. Everyone was wearing their dad's suits and things like that. And, and I'm really trying not to make this an entire picking up ska in the '90s advertisement on this episode. But um, they do a really good job of explaining the styles and things like that that came with it. But you could go and you could go to a live show, whether it's the specials or third wave ska or whatever it is, and and everyone's just pretty much included everyone everyone's allowed to be there you could come and be there if you're the outcast if you're the weird kid you're welcome 
It's just because it's it's everyone rallying behind the sound that is all inclusive because it would defeat the purpose if it wasn't all inclusive, but they didn't make it a point to say it's all inclusive. It just became part of the core to it all. So third wave or not, it was band nerds who wanted to have everybody feel like they had a place. And I'm not saying that the 90s is the last great decade necessarily, but it felt like everybody was kind of welcome and we need that back yeah. again. Oh, 100% on board. What and what I didn't quite get to with my little diatribe earlier was because of that punk element of ska, there's always the this is on the fringe and this is for the, you know, it's for the for the kids that don't like top 40 radio. And it yes, ska was welcoming, so there was a place for these kids to go. There was a place for and these kids, me, there's a place Whipper, for snappers. <laughs> there was a place for people to go and feel welcome, feel inclusive, dance around in workout energy to, uh, you know, to this amazing music. Then it became this commercial success and everyone got their, you know, copy of turn the radio off by real big fish and, you know, got to see skanking on the impression that I get video. So then what happens when there's this giant commercial success? Well, the, the punk kids on the fringe, they get turned off to it because now it's mainstream. Johnny football star is, is singing sell out. Then it kind of snowballs to the fact that pun, that ska then becomes a punk punchline. And then the music kind of goes away because it's no longer, it's, it's lost some of that meaning along, along the way. The kids on the fringe didn't really want it being commercial. So they kind of, they turned off to it and, got onto something else, whether it was emo or whatever, you know, the flavor of that time was. And then, so, and then that kind of spiraled into, well, now people don't care about it as much on the mainstream. So let's move on to something else. And then it just kind of all disappeared. And all you were left with was this, was the fact, like what people remember of ska was this kind of punchline. It was goofy. You know, it's the, it's the music that plays in a kid's head when he gets an extra side of mozzarella sticks, you know, like it's that kind of thing. <laughs> And I'm, I think I'm, ripping, I'm, rip, I'm ripping off somebody's meme on that one, but that's <laughs> it's it's that's what it has kind of become. And Nebraska, for whatever reason, you had a huge punk ska surgeons out of Nebraska um, there on, on nanobotrock.com. You could check out uh, the kind of retrospect of Eighth Wave, which we're not quite there yet, but that was a band out of Nebraska um, with a killer trumpet player. And shout out to Steve Wave on that one. But the it it did boil down to, I think you're on point with that, that it just kind of faded out with this resistance to ska because it had become so mainstream. And like so many people claim America does so greatly is just take things that are great and then just drive them into the ground and dilute them too much. But back to my original point is that I, I was longing for a resurgence in punk, something with teeth, with attitude. And, and, and all of a sudden we're going through making the next setup for the nanobot rock mixtape and things started to fall into place. And we're getting these tracks that all of a sudden, wait a minute, is this coming back? Is what's the next step for ska? Where are we going with this? And then, we get our hands on this advanced copy of Ska Boom, an American Ska and Reggae Oral History by Mike Wasserman. 
And you could look for the review on that on nanobotrock.com, which will uh, come up shortly. Uh, about finished with that book. It's it's this East Coast first person perspective from within Ska as it developed from the specials and it it starts with how this kid who felt out of place starts to find a purpose and a place to fit in and I feel like there's a lot of people still on the fringes that are struggling to figure out where they fit in and Ska might be the answer. So it begs the question of are we headed to a fourth wave? You know, I have never claimed to be a music authority, even though we, you know, run this website. But I had not even heard of fourth wave until we started talking about this. And then as we're starting to do our research, like I'm looking at articles from like 2016. Oh, sorry. The year that will not be named. 2018, 2019 of, are we in a fourth wave? And I'm like, I didn't even know we were, like we had started it. So people have been talking about it for a while. Like I I found a thread on Reddit of like all these bands from 2018 on that have been releasing ska and a lot of them are really good that I, I I was not even aware, which to me, yes. Okay. If you want, if I light bulb goes off in Clay's head then obviously we are in a fourth wave if there are all these amazing bands out there doing this that we don't even know about means it's working it means 40 year old dude in his house in texas doesn't know that kids are the kids today if you will (laughs) are out there creating this music and going to shows well maybe not right now but doing this whole thing and that this scene is emerging again on the fringe means yes it is happening that it's all happening that there's but haha <laughs> back to my original point this means it's part of the counterculture again which means it's working it's doing what it's supposed to so yes we are we should be back in fourth wave as far as uh clay at the uh nanobot rock weather desk says <laughs> you know there's there's a cold front coming out there's of the a Gulf storm and coming <laughs> and it's the fourth wave so to kick it off to dive into are we in a fourth wave 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 felt like that needed some epic intro we stumbled across somebody who this came out of nowhere and i i want to i want to say not just how much i absolutely love what he's done but how much it really actually blew my mind when you start digging deeper into this and the first track on this episode of the nanobot rock mixtape is mixtape 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 (laughs) Is from Ska Dream, which is a complete reworking of his 2020 record, No Dream, but in Ska. And we are talking about Jeff Rosenstock's Leave It in the Ska.
Rosenstock took his 2020 record, No Dream, and flipped it into Ska Dream with contributors to the record that have ties to We Are The Union, Mustard Plug, The Slackers, uh, Def Haven, Fishbone, some serious, serious Ska experience coming into this, this record. And when I heard that No Dream was being reworked into Ska Dream, I spent some time with Ska Dream and I thought, wow, this is fun. This is upbeat. And we settled on Leave It in the Ska, which is a spinoff of Leave It in the Sun from the aforementioned No Dream record. And I thought, okay, Jeff Rosenstock's doing this like mellow record and then he's going to spin it into Ska to have fun with it, to to kind of lift us out of and, and reimagine kind of a way to elevate us from the humdrum existence of COVID that we've all been in for so long. But then I went back to No Dream and I went, uh, no, there's, there's some teeth to No Dream. There is some energy and some sound that is absolutely just as addicting, if not more. But the fun of Leave It In The Ska just, just caught me. And it, it has a nod to the specials. It, it features that nightclub influence within this track and it's full of the energy. And I thought it was a great track to kick off the discussion of Ska even though we've been at the discussion for a while, but with the music, I thought this was a great option. So what's tricky with this one is, yes, Je- uh, Jeff Rosenstock came from Scott. You know, I mean, he was in the arrogant sons of bitches and, ha- you know, is is known in the community. But even he admits that doing the band was kind of a goof. And then also when they decided to reimagine No Dream, this punk song about punk album with teeth that you mentioned that it was it was kind of a lark like it was you know they had talked about it online with some of their fans and like would it be funny if you did this as as a ska album and then it turned into oh well yeah i guess we'll actually do that and they they released this so to me there's still that there's still that tongue-in-cheek funness that you talked about to it very much very and much Again, it makes it sound like I'm saying there's something wrong with that. There's not. I I don't know if it's just that I want ska to be taken seriously. And it's just I have in the back of my head that it's still like it's this punchline. So is this album and this song doing enough to strip away that punchline? this song do enough for me is a very good question in that this song has all the necessary elements of ska they're at the forefront the that i was i was joking about uh at the the beginning discussion of this episode and it, it's overall a really really fun song that that does separate itself from leave it in the sun which is an aggressively distorted grinding basement rock song from no dream it, with a completely does, different time signature (laughs) (laughs) well true but it it's this song is it is very tongue-in-cheek it it i feel nods so heavily to third wave 
and the fun i mean it's it's hugely focused on the energy aspect of ska and the way that it's it's developed and it's just it's it's bright it's sunny and it, it it's fun it's a lot of fun and it feels incredibly third wave and i think okay i'm just going to say is leave it in the ska a good song yeah absolutely um the whole ska dream reimagining of of no dream is a very 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 fun album uh, oh don't get me wrong um and this is going to sound really bad but i am so ready to be done with this level of the mixtape because I'm I'm so ready to be listening to something else that won't get stuck in my head as much as this song that's, does. That's the problem. This one is is just an absolute audio earworm that that gets its hooks in you and is unrelenting with how addicting this is. And I mean, yeah, that that's definitely a testament to Rosenstock and everybody who contributed to this and their abilities, and not to mention their history with playing to that sound. But it just, I guess, what really really sold me on ska dream and leave it in the ska by jeff rosenstock is that it's unabashedly just focused on that fun and that energy and it makes no apologies for it and it knows exactly what it's doing and it's probably gonna be glossed over by a lot of people who just go i don't want to relive that i don't want to do that again which they're wrong um, go ahead and dive into it and relive it because it's fun. But at the same time, he he knows damn well what he's doing, but he does it damn well. <laughs> it's so fun. Well, yeah, I I go back to you saying like just unabashedly un uh, unabashedly unapologetic, and I think that's what I appreciate about this so much is how much he decides to just dive back into this world and create something that is. <clears throat> that is that theme. I, I know we're focusing on Leave It in the Sky here, but I, I th- sent you a message earlier this week about, um, like, I don't know which version I like better, you know, Ohio Turnpike or Ohio Pork Pie. Yeah. Just because <laughs> they both, it's like this this same song. They both come at you with a very different energy. The, the fact that he creates this kind of Sophie's Choice with his music is just so fun. It is. And he does a, a really, really, really good job with it. And to that, I find no fault. And it, this this is interesting because it is kind of a look back to look forward to look present kind of thing, which is also going to bleed into the next track. But for the time being, definitely worthwhile. It's modern. It's new. It's a reworking of the 2020 record No Dream. Go check out Jeff Rosenstock's Leave It in the Ska and definitely check out Ska Dream. When I Speaking of how Jeff Rosenstock was looking back, but being present and and resurging a sound, uh, the next track on the illustrious Nanobot Rock mixtape. I'll, I'll mixtape make mixtape, it sound. mixtape mixtape. <laughs> pick it up, pick it up. Is this next track ska? Well, let's just say that this band has a reggae fusion dance hall 
rock spin with horns and you do with that information what you will. And we are talking about a track off the October 16th, 2020 self-titled debut album, which includes some really cool uh, reimaginings of, of tracks like Folsom Prison Blues featuring Toots Hibbert. We are talking about Papa Roscoe, mentioned Papa Roscoe blends genres and fuses styles and masters their spanning sound in a way that is it's all all too captivating to listen to uh, this is one of those records that did uh, that was actually physically sent to nanobot rock and it was one that um, just the timing with COVID and everything else that was happening unfortunately sometimes we just can't get to every review that we want to write um, so I cannot stress to you how much I want to tell you to go listen to Papa Roscoe's self-titled debut album that came out in October, as I said. This is one, again, I'm kicking myself that we didn't do the full review on. And um, who knows? Maybe we'll we'll go back and do it anyway after we do the audible appreciation of it here. But from that island-infused cover of Folsom Prison, Prison Blues to this incredibly on point, and I'm just going to say maybe timely track about Orwell's iconic novel, Papa Roscoe spans uh, a whole broad sound. And in 1984, it is incredibly, it, it carries that fun of that, that Jamaican dance hall vibe, but it's also very cerebral. And it, 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 Clay, is this Scott? Is this not Scott? Just let's settle this. Is it, <laughs> you, you give me the answer. I love how you make this out like it's some kind of uh, verbal cage match that we're about to get into about this track. <laughs> Let's just settle this in the ring. Is this ska? What I will say is that this it, this is a song that has the elements of some of those first and second wave levels of ska that we talked about. It's the it relies really heavily on the reggae. And yes, to be to be honest, the Papa Roscoe album that came out is like you know when it when it came out it topped the reggae charts on i think itunes and amazon but let's be honest i mean what probably bob marley's legend is still on the top five of you know those those charts but (laughs) as long as there's college kids as long as there's college kids here's your orientation package here's your copy of bob marley's legend 
that yes there there is that there is still that in the core of this this is reggae but it's got a lot of that heavily distorted like I'll, I'll say like that kind of like mighty mighty boston's type guitar riffs you know heavy heavy punk guitar riffs in it and then you know they throw in this amazing sax solo and i know how you love the sax solo greg it's saxy but yes there's there's this level of the anti-authoritarianism that we talked about with the constantly being surveilled and the dictate dictatorial leanings of countries and are we heading that direct direction in america and all of that that this song has that plays really well into that first wave second wave mentality okay so sure (laughs) we'll say this isn't strict quote-unquote ska especially in the college dude guy sense of what is ska instead it's a fusion of rock and reggae mixing it's got ska it's ska to me it's 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 a fusion of rock and reggae mixing some horns so oh wait webster's dictionary defines ska as around the 215 mark clay you you pointed to something and that is the horn solo I think one of the reasons that it's really important to include 1984 on here is to point out that that reggae first second wave sound and and break the mold on what a lot of people perceive to be that ska sound because it it has all of the elements of ska in this particular song is is Papa Roscoe a ska band no they're not this track leans that way they have all the makings the rec- of a ska band they have all the makings well they they've made something absolutely amazing and definitely check it out i I can't stress that enough but i i it's been made well known that i'm an orwell fan um there are worse things than death and the end of this track uh includes that iconic quote of if you want a vision of the future imagine a boot stepping stomping on a face forever there it is if you want a vision of the future if you want a vision of the future. Imagine a boot stomping on a human face forever. It, it's very important to be able to look back and look forward simultaneously. And uh, that's what 1984 did. That's what Papa Roscoe's done here. And it just comes together in this... I mean, it's brilliant. It's the big swing arcs this song takes to counter those distorted vocals are really, really smart. It's a really, really smart move for a song anchored in a daunting theme. And just the collective brilliance of this song is a testament to why their debut self-titled record was so successful for them. And I wish them nothing but success in the future. But in the meantime, we do have 1984, and I couldn't be more pleased. There is no doubt we are speeding on to win our way in dystopia. There is nothing now that can stop the monster. Next stop, Kakatopia. The media watched, watched, and did nothing. 
future. Envision a boot stomping on a face forever. I want to I, I want to go back to something you said at the beginning of this episode, Clay, and you talked about the band nerds and and how Ska gave everybody kind of this this idea of inclusivity, inclusiveness, inclusivisive. No, so let's talk about much. seven white people from Orange County. <laughs> well, seven's a small ska band. So I want to ask you. I can't remember how many are in uh, this, this nine. Outfit. Nine. Is there a minimum number to a ska band that you can have? Don't Google it. I want to know your opinion. <laughs> no, you can you can have as many people in a ska band as you want. But I if mean, you don't no, have like look, eight look, people look, in a horn section. Have, so, all right. So let's go through the traditional, uh, like, let's, let's really break this down for brass tacks because, you know, this is great radio. But you've got, you've, you've got a front person. So there's one. Uh, let's go. You got a drummer. You got a drummer. Sometimes you can have two drummers. Some some bands do that. Uh, a bassist. So we're up to. Can you have two bassists? Please. <laughs> do you even need one? <laughs> Bitch, please. We don't need no bassist. <laughs> and I played bass. Slap at a bass. I mean, like Van Halen. Like, what was Mike Anthony doing? He was just over there, like slapping a bass that looks like a bottle of hot sauce, and he's just dancing around. What is he really doing? Uh, anyway. Do you do? <laughs> what would you say you do around here, Mike? Um, so what, what are we up to? We got a singer, we got a drummer, we got uh, bassist. So uh, two and a half. No, sorry. Okay, that's that's <laughs> three, three. You got three there. Uh, you'll have a guitarist. Sometimes you have two guitarists because you'll have a lead and a rhythm guitar. So five, maybe six members of a band. Then you get into all the horns. So but you have to have at least eight horns. Yeah, and then. One of our future bands, you can start spreading out into different instruments, like the organ. There's a teaser. Uh, and then, you know, like you've you've got your guy that just kind of dances around and eats a bowl of rice. Like, you know, like what what else do you want in a band? You can have up to 15 people if you want. I'm glad you asked. I want a flugelhorn. I want Chuck Mangione ska. Make it happen. Okay, uh, I asked. Uh, yeah, but- I mean, if, if Tidelands can make it work. Oh, don't even get me started on Tidelands. That's a whole nother. I could do a whole episode on Tidelands and how amazing they are and how underappreciated and underrated. And okay. Sorry. Breathe. Okay. Let's just get to the next song. The next song we're talking about. (laughs) I know how to push Greg's buttons. (laughs) I I am bitter at how underappreciated Tidelands is and was because I, they've kind of, anyway, the next track we were talking about. I, I, it begs the question of, can you have a sound like this without having at least nine musicians in the band? And that band is Half Past Two, the song, Some Nights. Dwell on past reactions or distractions Lately I've been breaking 
things when we were talking about the third wave ska that uh, I don't think is talked about enough was the prominence of the female vocals. I feel like there's a there's a whole underappreciated female vocal that happened there, and it, it was it wasn't just a let's let's put Gwen Stefani and her fixation on marrying a country singer aside. Yeah, that's fine. It's, we'll get to it in hour three. The the. The female fronting ska again on Pick It Up Ska in the '90s, not a sponsor. FFS, if you will. They they did what they were doing out of a passion for the music and because they wanted to be included, and it it kind of a lot of people were kind of uh, taken aback to just the prominence and power and attitude of the female front on a lot of ska bands, which I I think is absolutely amazing and i think that half past two does a really good job of that and with their new ep something blue which some nights is from it it's just got these amazing hooks with this fantastic nine piece that has the trombone the saxophone the uh, it's got your drums it's got your friendly bass player clay it's got guitars but it's it's got tara han on vocals and she does this phenomenal job of this energy and this this tenacity up front, and it doesn't matter if it's male or female fronting ska. It's it's just it's a really good sound, and I think that she's a really good ska singer here with this track. I'm just gonna throw that out there. Do with it what you will. Okay, I will. Thanks. This is where you come in and say, first and foremost, I'd like to identify Dan Evans, both for being amazing two tone checkerboards in the video but also uh for being a bassist and we recognize you dan <laughs> thanks for taking care of that business greg you're welcome <laughs> i mean this definitely takes us back to the that third wave kind of sound that we were talking about before with mr rosenstock and just you know the the fun that can be had with this genre and i, I think it's easy to say that half past two is is kind of going back to that that third wave sound that we were talking about earlier with mr rosenstock and just the unabashedly unapologetically having fun vibe that we were talking about because this is a song going back to what we talked about earlier about just having fun and the dance hall sound and scene and you know that that's kind of what you can gather from it from a some nights is well i, I want to ask you though because this is okay southern california third mm-hmm. wave mm-hmm. are they just recreating are, are they trying to just like lasso what's left of that wave and ride it or are they doing something this is gonna sound terrible are they doing something purposeful is there is there a, a is a there a point? purpose to your music is there a point to something blue by half past two Oh, it rhymes. Well, there's the point. Now, it's. <laughs> do you feel that that this has a place, or are they just trying to tap into nostalgia? Ooh, that's a really, really good question. And it's one that I don't know if I know the answer to, but based on what I'm listening to in this song, yes. To 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 put it to put it lightly, this sounds like a tribute to the previous Orange County sounds. You can go with that no doubt kind of sound and signature with 
this is not uh, this is great coming from two two white dudes talking about music with the female fronting that you that you mentioned before like yeah there's not a lot of women that are in this that are in this genre isn't it isn't it great when the ladies get out there that's that's how it sounds in my head when i talk like this but i thought you were saying i did that i was like that's not what i meant no at no, all, no, but... no 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 <laughs> it's just it it just it feels weird and icky for me to just talk about how, how great it is that the, that there, there are female fronts out there in ska but you can see that you can see the parallels with han and the stefanis of the world in that kind of and that sound where there's there's a level of playfulness with the voice in in the way that this that the vocals come out the level of joy and fun that that the music is doing and i think that they're really tapping into that that sound from the 90s where we were having fun and this and this was joyful music to listen to and to get out and and dance to and somebody throws in the trumpet there and now it's time to skank and you know like that there's that there's this whole thing to it but going back to trying to answer your original question are they doing something different and i i still don't know the answer to that because as much as i feel like they like just when i feel like they're starting to to plow plow or to blaze their own trail there's this interlude around a minute 30 where they go into a little bit of a bridge and all I can hear in my head is less than Jake. About a minute and a half in that that when it slides into that aggressive just drive it I get it too I totally follow you when you're saying it there and it's not fair for me to pose the question Clay you have a question? no it's yeah I, I said it there but the point is the reason that that existed in the genre at the time and the reason that they're pulling it out now I feel like is very intentional it is a twist to a song that really works and develops a new set of hooks and like you you can say well isn't that the point of a bridge sure but i feel like this this is really 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 intentional in terms of it it flips things around to create that new set of hooks and really add an extra layer of pop sensibility that i don't think is that exists in music today that I'm really, really, really grateful that they did. And I just, I just want to say, yes, there is a level of this. This sounds like something that's been done before, but it worked. And I'm glad that they noticed that and, and played with it and, and had fun with it. 
And I appreciate that Han carries the flag planted by the likes of uh, Karina Denke and Amy Allen while the massive backing group brings a blended modern ska rock energy to it. And I think that that bridge and those hooks are absolutely vital to understanding Some Nights by Half Past Two. And I'm just going to say that to answer the question or maybe to to light up the bow of this ship that we've been talking about is a line from Some Nights. And and while I'm addicted to that tinny bass line walking all over this track, seriously, turn your bass up if you get a chance. Looking at you, Dan Evans, again, because uh, Clay is uh, definitely trying to find where the bassist exists in this. There's a tinny <laughs> underlying bass line that walks all over this that's absolutely fantastic. And the line from the track that I think answers all this is, maybe it's just optimistic thinking this time will be different. Go check out Some Nights, Half Past Two. Some- And is it all just something I've made up inside my head? Mm, I hope it's not cause this is fine by me. Greg, I feel like we spent a lot of our time so far talking about looking towards the past of the genre and you know talking about the first wave, the second wave, the third wave, how that kind of relates to the bands that have been releasing music up until this point. But for a moment, I actually want to talk about the future. And <gasps> there's it's the I land totally screwed up your <laughs> the future is the land of opportunity. It's it's where we go to thrive. While we were researching some of these songs and and who's out there, who's releasing what, and we, and, and we talked about, I think we touched on it briefly, which is just, you know, that that there's that level of the the community is kind of starting to come back together around around ska, and you know, you got the likes of Jeff Rose's stock who. Did ska and then started doing punk and is you know doing a tongue in cheek ska album, but he's he's still a, a member of the community and speaks about kind of the virtues of of this genre and you know helping give the, the new bands a leg up. And there's another artist formerly of Kill Lincoln, Mike Sosinski, and he's created this this new label, Bad Time Records, to give emerging bands you know kind of a a soapbox to stand on and and present their music and one of those bad time records musicians is a, a group out of new orleans that uh is part of the future I, you know we talk about fourth wave and then we also talked about two-tone in the second wave and now there's in the fourth wave there's new tone one of the artists that has come out of this is this is this great group of five individuals uh, known as Bad Operation. Listen here, I'm totally together. 
reason that I say that they're doing something new and different is if you listen to their self-titled album out now on Bad Time Records, that there there are a lot of those you know core elements that we talked about. I don't know if it's if it's the New Orleans in them or just you know that so much music that has transpired over the last 25 years since the the third wave emergence that I, I feel like they take a very unique take on this is it is it the organ it's the organ okay i'm glad it it's is not the just, organ I'm it's not, all in I'm, the organ. I'm glad it's not just me the track that we put down for this kind of together doesn't showcase everything that i feel like uh dominic minix can do on vocals because i, th- I think he brings a he, he brings a lot of that old school tenor, I feel like, too. And, you know, it's not the... there. There's just this level of... It, it has that lack of quirkiness that, you know, that a third wave has. And has that level of, of passion or uh, awareness to his vocals. It's a bummer that we that isn't showcased on Kind of Together. But this is just... It's a really fun track to showcase the band's abilities on on their instruments and like they do that kind of introductory you know talking in the song while everyone gets to do their thing and then there's just that organ that's that's going on in the, in the background that just kind of creates this fun vibe for the whole song but then like there's just this whole level of progressive politics on it as well and you know like there's just through this whole spoken word thing, him talking about the downfall of capitalism, transphobia, and racism. And as he says, and if you're not dancing, you can stay your ass at home. Which I feel like is at the heart well, we of are, ska. So, yeah, I, we, we argued with Papa Roscoe about whether or not that that could be uh, considered ska, if there was, with their elements of the Jamaican music in there. But ultimately, at the heart of ska is the danceability. Kind of Together by Bad Operation has a whole lot of danceability to it. But it is driven that new tone. Ta- that new tone sound really. I mean, like you said, it introduces the band, but it rides this wave of organ across these skiffing rhythms that that make it just. It's inherently in its own way, kind of this New Orleans sound. Like you can really feel the New Orleans bleed through this, but at the same time, it's it's very much honoring that that kind of two tone roots sound that that comes from that as well and and it's it's really if you really focus and you try and delineate where the new orleans and where the 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 roots music comes from you're you're going to be lost in the weeds because you're not going to be able to find a line in the sand for this but it it blends it together in such a really cool way that bad operation has created their own sound while still clinging to the respect of the heritage of that sound as well, which is such a cool thing that they've achieved. And of all the tracks on this episode, maybe this one leans most into that mod two-tone style as opposed to kind of the third wave. And and these are all put together in such a way that progressively show, at least I think, the direction that this, this whole concept of ska is headed. And I think that Bad Operation is at the beginning of something great, and as a whole, Bad Operation and their self-titled record that dropped in December embody what can confidently be called New Tone. And in plain terms, New Tone, as heard through Bad Operations, is a more aggressive, on-target sense of ska while remaining all-welcoming and charged with the heritage and roots. And 
they kind of got it together. I think you you really nailed it with that and that kind of together kind of like embodies a lot of that but then you go back and you listen to like the track that opens the the album perilous and it's just it's got that breakneck ska punk sound that people are familiar with so and that's what i really love about this album is it ventures so many different directions with the music so Again, I I love I love what they're doing with this uh, two tone new tone nod to second wave early third wave sound here, and then making it their own. Again, like they got an organ player, like that just it adds that extra element to it. There's just this new layer to the to that dance hall sound. So I love it. Please go go check out Bad Operation. Their self-titled album, like Greg said, came out in December, so there's nothing holding you back from from getting it. And enjoy some kind of together right now. close things out i think i wanted to stay with some of the friends on bad time records and move up the coast a little bit to philadelphia pennsylvania and really just kind of close out on that ska punk sensibility and i think this is gonna be really quick because i mean the song is only like a minute long staying with that bad record swagger is this is the band Catbite, and they last year in 2020 they released a an ep split with Omnigon, and it was an opportunity for them to both cover each other's songs. And you listen to each of their originals, and these are, you know, both bands that are very well rooted in ska and punk. And Catbite did tremendous work on their interpretation of horizontal aggression. A moment of confusion, there's no need for us to fight We can find our own solution, just a difference of perspective A moment of confusion, there's no need for us to fight We can find our own solution, pat yourself on the back The empathy you lack, someone just like you Tell yourself it's okay We talked about that that Orange County ska sound earlier uh, Britt Luna, the lead singer for Catbite, does not have any of that going on This is, this is a great just nod to that 
early punk sound that that she does with her vocals and as you know she's she's yelling the chorus you know one more time for the folks in the back your civil rights are under attack like it's it's just got it's got that raw element to that that i love initially i get this oh no not you again energy when you hit play on this from the the crashing symbol into that you know and, yep. and for those who don't know we clay and i are both uh i'll just say fans of the heavy um they're fantastic but i i get this just power explosion sound of, of kind of this i don't want to say cartoonish but it's got this like action retro vibe to it almost in the beginning and as opposed to half past two cat bite is a much more aggressive female-led sound we we, we touched on uh, just the importance of having the female lead in this, and I think that Catbite embodies that. the 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 concept of horizontal aggression brings all these weird images to to mind when you're thinking about it, and just your imagination can run wild with what that is intended to be from title alone. But it's it's short, it's powerful, it hits heavy, and it leaves a lasting impression. And for a track that really is uh, what a minute thirty four. It's uh, it, it packs a lot of punch in a very short period of time, which I think is a testament to Catbite's just ability to get things done, and and they they deliver a strong, very strong message in a very short amount of time, and it's it's East Coast New Tone, I guess, is what we're gonna go with on this, and maybe call that it's it's this punk fused ska influence, and it's it's uh. I maybe it's the fourth wave Philly sound. I will will pioneer that concept, and somebody will hear it, and maybe they'll run with it. Yeah, oh, well, I mean, f- for a band that their moniker is that they they love ska, power pop, soul, punk rock, cute animals, and everything in between, and they got their start by uh, as a ska band covering Little Richard songs. You know, they <laughs> there's a, there's a lot of ground to tread there, and yeah just the fact that they they took this uh this completely raw punk track uh, you know minute 30 track from omnigon which songs of that <laughs> time signature and length are that's a very traditional punk thing to do and then just to completely make it something of their own um i just i love what i love what they're doing with it and to me, it's it's just it goes back to what we like. Just to bring it full circle, it just goes back to what we talked about in the beginning of just that love of of this counterculture and going to a show that's just that's just full of energy and a, an ability to get out aggression in dancing to horns. That I, I feel like this really taps into that so well. There's no need for us to fight. We can find our own solution. Just a different perspective. A moment of confusion. There's no need for us to fight. We can find our own solution. Just a different perspective. A moment of confusion. It does. It 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 is a release. It is a reprieve. And I guess that's my only. I don't want to say complaint because I'm I'm not complaining about this song in any regard or the sound. Is that it's just it's so short. I want so much more. Well, go and, then go get and more. It is a Cat release. Bite has a bunch of stuff out. This is just I know, but 
I, I want to, I want, I want more of this. And, and this whole episode has been from Jeff Rosenstock through Papa Roscoe, half past two, bad operation to cat bite. It, it really, it's, it's, to me, it's showing a vision of where we were, where we are and where we're going. And I love the idea of cat bite being where we're going again, because it's, it's, it's that love of everything in between, but it's it's with a purpose. It's not just to, um, you know, be sunshines and butterflies. That there there is teeth and there is purpose and there is a message here with this. And well, it uh, does I, it I does it. it take care of what you said at the beginning? Like you wanted a punk ska reemergence out of the events that happened sometime between 2010 and 2020. That is this is this doing what you like? Do you feel like this has been? Uh, realized for you we're headed there okay we're definitely headed there i just i hope that that there is a i i hope that this continues i hope that we don't become complacent and oversaturize and overcompress things that i i hope that this continues that there there is this drive again i want there to be a full-fledged fourth wave reemergence of the punk the ska that just it's it's don't rehash what we've done create something new cat bite is doing that but it's it's the warmth and comfort of familiarity but it is doing something new so yes it it's definitely headed in the direction that i had hoped for uh granted we're about five years from when i had hoped for that but that's okay they they had time to work on it time to really stew in the emotions and really really tighten those screws yeah, and and really find something to be passionate about, and cat bites on that. Everybody on this mixtape is on that, and and they're headed in the right direction. Just please don't stop. Yeah. Uh, again, shout out to what Bad Time Records is is doing with these artists. Big and, time, big time. I mean, yeah. and that's nothing against the previous uh, the previous artists we talked about, but just kind of trying to close things out on the future. I feel like the future is in good hands here. So go check out Cat Bite. Horizontal Aggression is out on a split EP with Omnigon. Uh, you can actually buy it, I think, on Pink Vinyl right now, which is kind of cool. Uh, proceeds go to uh, supporting bail funds uh, and you know some of the anti-violence initiatives that are out there right now. So go check them out. Time for the folks in the back. Your civil rights are under attack. Let's stand together, get back on track. Stop the infighting, cut each other's This week, we selected five tracks instead of the standard four, kind of a throwback to season one of the mixtape, uh, but also because we we really wanted to talk about Ska, where it came from, where it's going, and also other ways to to dive into the genre and the just the culture. It's, it's not just a musical genre. There is a full-on culture behind Ska from the original Two Tones, the dance halls, the Jamaican nights with the pop-up concerts that happen everywhere to what happened in the UK as it emerged in the specials and all the way through third wave. Now we're going into fourth wave, new tone, and eventually we'll get to the Nebraskan eighth wave. Um, but it it's, I, I love the fact that it is, 
is coming back. I think that it's important because one, it holds onto a social narrative that's important to have a voice with. At the same time, it also is just all inclusive and I'm longing to get back to a steady pace of live shows and the idea of ska being all inclusive makes those live shows all that much more promising because it's just going to be a fun time. And it's somewhere that you can go when you felt ostracized or isolated from society for so long, you can go back and feel like you belong and no one's going to judge you. And we need more of that. And that's what we do at Nanobot Rock Mixtape. Go check out Pick It Up Scott in the 90s. You. Check out... <laughs> Clay judges you. I. I, I'm the one who historically is judging people, but... But check out Pick It Up Ska in the 90s. Uh, check out Bad Time Records. Check out Ska Boom and American Ska and Reggae Oral History by Mark Wasserman, which is coming out. Explore all these bands we've talked about. Show them some love. And if you have a favorite Ska or third wave, fourth wave, new wave, new tone, Nebraska second wave, wave, roots, whatever wave. it is, Nebraskan eighth wave, if you've got any of that that you want to share with us, uh, hit us up on social media. Say it loud. Say it proud. But appreciate you spending all your time with us in this episode. And uh, thank you for supporting local and independent music. Keep supporting local and independent music. Time for Clay's Weekly Meltdown. As always, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Nanobot Rock. Send us your submissions to info at Nanobot Rock. And then check out our blog and podcast episodes at nanobotrock.com. Keep those submissions coming our way. This is what... This is what keeps us going. Uh, it's just like we talked about this episode. It's tough to discover everything that's going on out there by yourself. So we love the direction that we get led down with some of the submissions that we get. So keep them coming. And as always, share and share alike. I will pick it up when I feel like, damn it.